Hello people of Earth, it's Blake Garlick here and you're listening to episode 7 of Dude's Maxims. Yeah, it's 1.49pm on Tuesday the 3rd of September 2019, we're three days into spring and it's a lovely sunny day here out on the plains. Today I'd like to explore an issue related to question 18 of the 19 questions that I explored with Dude in the interview book. And in this particular uh, maxim and section extract that I'm going to read to you, Dude talks about the idea of learning between ET races. Just before I read that to you, I'd like to discuss an idea that was uh, conceived by the AI researcher Tony Walsh from Latrobe University in Melbourne, Australia. He talks about it in his book, It's Alive, which is a really great book about the future of AI. He defines this idea of co-learning. And co-learning, he says, is when an agent in a collective group learns either directly for themselves or indirectly from another agent that's in contrast to this idea of collective learning, which is the learning uh, by a group, which can be passed on. In the context of AI, what this means is what an individual AI or robot learns can be immediately shared with all the others in that network. So there are some parallels here for AI learning in relation to how ETs learn, which are very different to how humans learn. For the most part, we as individuals keep our own personal experiences to ourselves. We share some things, but we don't share everything. And this is where I guess AI is different and ETs are very different. So here's an extract from Dude's answer to question 18. Now I want to say something about the thing that we began with how it is that people with similar and dissimilar perceptions can develop and how this development affects their relationships. The critical thing here, and that was built into the original question, is learned. Nothing just happens. When any two beings from one planet or from different planets interacts with one another and forms some sort of relationship, there is always learning. Now what is done with that learning is completely different from organism to organism and from individual to individual. So let me say something in general about what happens in terms of that development between two different people from two different worlds. Nothing happens in isolation. A particular creature, a particular being comes from a world that is in itself a complex system of relationships. So these relationships that occur on the planet of origin have a very powerful influence over the development of those individuals and their particular kind. But in addition, they have a powerful influence over the development of the entire system that is that planet. Everything affects everything else. So whenever someone, be they a particular type of people or an individual, goes out into space to interact with a new entity, one that has not experienced, it has not experienced before, it takes with it all that it has learned about relationships, about planets, 
and their individual systems with it into space, with it into the new relationship where it can. It tries to use it, what it has learnt on its own world, to help it understand that particular being that it is encountering. Now, as a result, new experiences occur and new knowledge is generated and this results in the development of new learning that did not previously exist. And so, whenever a particular type of being develops a relationship with another type of being from another world, what happens is that new understandings are created and new things are learned. And what happens then is of critical importance. Some individual beings throughout different places are more likely to keep what they learn among themselves because that is how they are. Others sit at the other end of possible sharing continuum and are more likely to share all they know with anyone else who needs to know. So you have this range of possibilities of how different types of beings respond to relationships and what they learn through them. Some are very much content to keep everything to themselves and others are much more willing to share with everyone and to guide others in helping to understand a particular type of being or a particular situation. So there isn't a status quo, a fixed version of how everyone is because everyone is different. Many different races are somewhere in the middle, sometimes sharing everything they learn, sometimes sharing a little of what they learn. You have these extremes and the majority somewhere in the middle. So coming back to the critical question of learning. Some who learn see value in sharing that learning to help others to also learn, but also to learn to become sharers in the same way. Of course, those who don't see value in sharing also teach others that that is the way to be. Each being responds with what it knows and if it has been raised in a culture or with a vague sense that sharing is important, then that is what they will do. So we have this incredible diversity across the entire cosmos, on planets and between planets, and even take a particular planet and look at the beings on it who have relationships with beings on other planets. It's possible, sometimes, that two different groups from the same planet will have a different attitude to sharing their learning with each other and with beings from elsewhere. There is no hard and fast rule. So what you see is that there is diversity, and that diversity is respected and valued. Because of this, you see different types of beings that take on different roles in terms of the majority of the work that they devote themselves to. Some, what you have labelled the creator races, most of them anyway, devote themselves to the creation and the nurturing of new life and new relationships. They pool all of the learning that they acquire so that this knowledge, this wisdom, can be shared among those who require those who are ready for it. And then there are those who are not at this level, who are not like this, who are less willing to see value in sharing how they are is perfectly valid too. It's just that they would take on different roles. They may not see that they have their own innate bias towards certain behaviours. 
and we accept that about them, but they may not see that themselves. So there are certain things that they are particularly well suited to doing, roles that they are particularly well suited to undertaking. And we acknowledge that those particular roles suit them well. Now sometimes you will find that a particular type of being develops in its attitude, its sentience, its way of perceiving reality and its connection to the whole. So sometimes a particular type of being and a particular group of individuals moves from being more protective of their learning to being more open to sharing their learning and as a result they then grow into different roles. You only have to look at your own planet to see something similar. Some people, such as yourself, see the importance of looking after the earth and of nurturing life and helping it to thrive, and so you are primed and ready for that type of role. Whereas other people have more destructive tendencies and see your earth as a resource to be exploited. And so they are not suited to that particular kind of role, but are more suited to other roles. Roles that are less concerned about a greater whole and more concerned about themselves or smaller groups of individuals, like say a family. They are not necessarily bad, but they are, in a way, developed differently to how you are developed, and so less suited to taking on the roles that people like yourself are willing to take on. So the idea that there is evolution isn't real. People are just different. Entities are just different, and because they are different, they function differently and react and respond differently. It's all about awareness and knowing what they are, what you are. When you know, you can take on roles that are more considerate of the whole, and when you don't know, you have to limit yourself to what you do care about on a smaller scale, one that is less considerate of the whole. So the same thing happens between spacefaring beings, only that there is a great deal of assistance to help them all to grow, and to develop and to move in a direction that suits their needs and desires. Anyone can move in a particular direction they wish, if they are willing to know what they are, and that is all there is. While ever a kind of ignorance and an apathy pervades, it holds back any real development that is beneficial to the entity, and it happens everywhere. So what is best for others to notice when others require something of them? To give, to help, to respond affirmatively to the needs of others. And that way, the whole system changes, whatever that system is, in a beneficial way for all. So I guess the point that Dude is making here is that everybody is different. Everybody learns differently. In other conversations that we've had, he's emphasised that there are certain races on certain planets that are developed in a certain way, not dissimilar to us, where their learning is in essence individual and collective. This notion that I mentioned at the beginning of co-learning doesn't seem to exist. So for the most part, we are not like that. Whereas many, many, many ET races who seem to be a lot more developed or developed differently are like that. I guess in, in this extract, he was emphasizing the importance of respecting that diversity, that they are different. 
but privately he has also emphasised to me this notion, I guess, if we want to draw from Toby's definition of co-learning, that there is a lot of sharing, a lot of intimate sharing in experience. I experience this, then it's shared with others, and others come to know. And I think it's a shame that we humans are so protective of what we know, so protective of what we learn, that we're afraid of opening up and sharing those things with people. So, uh, I guess that's my opinion, overlaid over dude's comments. Make of dude's comments what you will, but I think there's a great deal of wisdom there. Thank you for listening. Take care for now. Bye.